Hello and good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to this week's new episode of, of course, the Xbox Factor Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Boomstick XL, and I have not only a packed panel with podcasting professionals, but I also have an incredible show, and today is 420. Now, I think many people are going to get this misconstrued. I don't smoke weed, never have, and never will. So so for some people that, that dig that sort of thing, good on you for celebrating 420 day but for me 420 means mlb the show available on xbox game pass and we're going to open up the top we're going to open up the show with that because it was pretty um uh, or inspiring uh shocking uh you know made me sit back in my chair and think that wow are we in the twilight zone when i saw the first two uh and a half splash screens pop up where it said Sony Interactive on my Xbox Series X. Pretty incredible stuff. But let's get into the cog that keeps this show rolling each and every week. You know him as not only the bravest man in gaming, not only and secretly is he a, a very licensed and, 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 and excellent chef. He's also an excellent community member. Please welcome Zemi Games. What's up there, Chef Zemi? What well, are you cooking? I have. I actually have not been cooking here recently. You're I've fired, been, uh, man. I've been very, very busy working. Um, but uh, but no, dude, man. I would have went through this entire day not even realizing that it was 4:20 if you didn't say if you didn't mention it. Um, yeah, that is funny. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't. I'm super excited to be here as always, man. I've seen these topics that you've, uh, you know, set up for us to talk about today. Uh, quite a bit of speculation, but at least we're going to be speculating about some amazing, amazing games coming out to Xbox here, hopefully soon. Well, you know, speaking of speculation town, we have the mayor with us today coming to us live. Pong Soul, mayor of speculation town somewhere that is always <laughs> sunny and 75 degrees. What's going on there, brother? Are you ready for today's show? Well, coming off the show last night, of course I am, Boom. Good morning. Good morning, chat. It's awesome to see everybody here again. Coming off a great show with uh, good old Grub Grub. So <laughs> that was uh, that was a blast. Thanks again for that invite. But yeah, no, we're, we're definitely going to speculation town and as mayor i approve of that and i ordered up some uh, extra unicorns and rainbows so we're gonna have a good time here today yeah, excellent excellent well, of course it's always unicorns and rainbows all day long in speculation town and as you can tell folks um on the screen playing for you is uh almost an hour worth of uh footage from our good friends uh, that are bringing us Second Extinction, and that is coming out on the 28th of April. Uh, Systemic Reaction is a developer that I interviewed a couple of weeks ago. Uh, if you missed out on that interview, my goodness, you, you missed out on some really good uh, behind-the-scenes content. Um, and that game is, and this game is going to be coming to us um, in Xbox Game Pass on the 28th. And you can tell. I mean, mind you, this is is this is pre. Uh, uh, footage before the actual finished product, and it looks incredible. I've seen some screens and some actual gameplay of what it's going to look like, and they've been putting it on social media. My God, I cannot wait to play this game. And uh, we're going to get into the newly announced titles coming for the rest of the month of April. Uh, but next up, you know, you know him as not only Mr. Mass Effect, he is the elusive gamer, also sometimes known as a sarcastic Brit. Please welcome my very good friend jamie moran what's up brother how you feeling 
Hey man, happy to be here. I've been trying to work through my backlog before Mass Effect comes out, and uh, yeah, I need a haircut. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, you know what? Like, I jump on camera for a hot second, and I'm sure if you can see it. You know, obviously, with with, with the times, you got to get real good with the clippers. I'm gonna just take this off for a second. As you can see, the mohawk is politely buzzed. I cut my own hair. And yes, I even cut the top of it. I've gotten so good where I can actually do it with the scissors. Now I don't tease my hair or anything, and I'm not going to be cutting anyone else's hair. But I could certainly cut a damn good mohawk. Uh, but you know what? Let's uh, let's get into why everyone is here. And that's to talk about games. And I kind of want to get the uh, the chat and the panel's opinion on the fact that today we are all playing a Sony exclusive, one of their most revered uh, uh, exclusives in MLB the show. I started playing it, and look, I'm not going to front here. I'm not going to sit here I'm, that I'm going to drop 60 hours into this game. I downloaded it. I played a couple of innings. I don't know how much baseball I'm going to play. Heck, I don't even play football, and that's my favorite sport. Um, but I'm happy for everyone who is going to enjoy this. I'm a good friend of the show who is recovering from hip surgery, Mr. D. Diaz in the chat. Uh, he's playing it. He's been waiting for months. He could not believe that it was actually coming out on the Xbox. And he's playing it as we speak while listening to this program. But let's go to Zemi Games first on this. Zemi, this is um, a day that I don't think anyone ever could have imagined was going to happen. Um, and the fact that we have a, a first-party developed Sony game released mm -hmm. on Xbox Game Pass today. Um, it's it's pr it's pr it's pretty crazy. What, what what are your thoughts on this? I mean, did you did you download the game? Will you play it, or that that's just not your speed? Yeah, no, I I have not downloaded. I have not played it. I probably won't. Um, I'm not really a big baseball fan, uh, and, and and really, I'm not really the biggest sports game uh, enthusiast either. I mean, I I, I might buy like a, like a FIFA game every now and then if I can play an NHL uh, game for free. I, I might jump in and play a few games. Uh, but I'm not really the biggest sports uh, the sport. You know, I, I'm not really a sport guy. I'm not really a big sports uh, game. You know, player. Um, I, you know, it, it, it is for sure big news. It's very, very uh, impressive. And, and it's just kind of awesome that, you know, over here on your Xbox console, you can literally click on a game and, and see Sony's name pop right up. Um, it's something that I don't know if we've ever actually seen on the Xbox platform. I, I, I don't know. Um, uh, I, I would say that it's something that the the PlayStation people have seen before uh, due to Minecraft, but uh, it's really kind of great that we finally get to see it over here on Xbox. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. I think that it is, again, it's, I think it's a, a sign of the times. Uh, I think that we're going to see start seeing some big moves uh, from Sony in regards to uh, releasing some of their wares on other consoles outside of PC simply because uh, they're going to want to make new money with old content. We've talked about this before. I mean, we don't know if it's going to happen, but again, it has happened with their first party studio uh, that's in San Diego that brought uh, this the world and has been bringing gamers across the world mlb the show for years and of course mlb the show 21 has officially launched 
on the Xbox Series X, S, and Xbox One. Punk Soul, uh, you know, again, we're not going to spend too much time on this, but it is interesting and I think worthy of a conversation because today is the day that we are finally getting a chance to play this game for the first time as an Xbox player, and many across our community are quite enjoying it. What are your thoughts on Sony's first-party game booting up onto an Xbox Series X? Not going to lie, I uh, booted it up. I had it pre-downloaded and uh, booted it up last night uh, at about 11 o'clock because I'm on Central Standard Time, so it went live. Um, and, um, you know, it's exciting. Um, it, it's strange, but but it's exciting for the future um, to think about the possibilities as things kind of open up a little bit more. Now, I'm not going to, you know, for, for the time being, this was a unique opportunity uh, that allowed this to happen um i'm not saying that uh you know come e3 sony is going to do their own show and announce that they're going to become a third-party publisher that's that that's not happening yet uh but down the road uh certainly there is a path of uh through speculation town where you could see that happening uh if they choose to uh, change up their entire business model and go a totally different route if they don't want to you know go the hardware uh they don't want to you know put up with the hardware costs and all that kind of stuff anymore they certainly could do that they they obviously have the content uh, to be extremely successful if they chose to uh, put other games on other platforms and you know it is jim ryan he is a numbers guy and and who knows what the sony board ultimately wants but if they're looking for money that's the case and now as far as mlb uh the show goes uh, specifically uh, i'm not a i'm a I'm a basketball and a football guy. Uh, I'm not a baseball guy uh, as far as watching sports and that kind of stuff. However, I've always enjoyed baseball games. So for me, this is exciting. I have not played an MLB show, the show uh, game in a few years. I have played them on uh, the Vita and also on, you know, obviously PlayStation 4 uh, and uh, PlayStation 3. But uh, for me, this is exciting because it gives me a chance without having to pay any money uh, to jump back into one. And, yeah. you know, like you said, there's a lot of people in this community excited. So to get together with some guys um, and, and hit the ball around, hey, I'm all down for it. Uh, so when I booted up last night, though, I was on I was in the party chat with uh, Mav and Psychonauts and 3-Bit. And I was like, this is really weird, guys, yeah. but it's really cool as well. You know, yeah. but it was it was strange to see that Sony logo pop up right away. But you know what? There's been some Microsoft games that have gone on other consoles, so you know it's it's one of those things. There's you know there's give and take, and there's going to be situations like this that pop up. Maybe down the road we see more of them. And and you're and you're right. Again, no one's going to even suggest at this point that uh, we're going to see uh, The Last of Us Two, even though that would be a conversation <laughs> uh, to have for sure. But it, it is. I'm happy for people who have always wanted this, who potentially uh, do not have a PlayStation because they, maybe that's not their console of choice, or they don't have the uh, the, the financial means to do it. I mean, there's a lot of reasons yep. why you stick with one particular console, and it's sometimes not loyalty to a piece of plastic. It, it you know there are other things that um that are part of the conversation but this is this is one of those instances where if you just look at the logistics uh and you look at the overall messaging and and and, and marketing mind share that this does uh sony's first baseball game uh on, on xbox uh series consoles is is just it's an it's an unbelievable conversation one that i never thought we'd ever have but jamie moran let's get your opinion on this you know baseball may or may not be your thing but i think that just the the principle 
alone is uh, something that, um, I, I, it, it, again, it, it, it's, it's, it's sometimes hard to fathom. Uh, Sony first party developed game uh, that uh, the, their players have to pay 6501 and 7611 respectively uh, if you have a PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. And if you are an Xbox uh, Game Pass subscriber, you get it for free. Now, I say free because that's what it feels like. Now, for me, I'm not paying 15 a month. I'm paid up until the end of 2022. So technically, I'm technically getting the game for free. And that is something that, uh, you know, you, Sony players can't say. They, they have to go out and buy it. And, I'm not, and, and you know, something that is a big, big, uh, you know, uh, reason for this particular small topic to open up the show. What, what were your thoughts on, on opening today with uh, seeing a Sony logo load up on your, on your Xbox Series X? Is that something that you would have ever imagined? Well, I, I haven't played it yet. Uh, I am from the UK, so baseball isn't really a thing. But right. I, I can say it's a huge deal because like, if I were to put it in UK terms, it would be like not having a licensed football game in the UK and then all of a sudden having one on Xbox. It would be a huge deal. So I see Americans all the time wanting like, you know, baseball games or licensed baseball games on the on the platform. And it's a, it's a huge deal because they're getting that today and they're getting it via Game Pass because, you know, I've always been of the thought that like these $60 sports games every year, it just feels like a waste. You're paying for a you're paying for an update, basically. Um, but with them going into a service like Game Pass, and especially for the franchise being the first entry on Xbox and it being in Game Pass, it opens like the audience up to like just a huge fan base because you have to think about it, like the only baseball game on Xbox was RBI Baseball. And apparently, <laughs> apparently it is good, but it's not the sim type people want with all the licensed stuff. So they're getting that and, you know, the whole, you know, uh, play it on game pass versus playing 70 dollars for it i i I would not like to play pay 70 dollars for a sports game especially with everything going on in the world right now it's like no play it in game pass you're going to get your money's worth and i see a lot of hype on twitter people are really excited to play it um it's very strange how it's got the lowest metacritic score in almost a decade for the franchise um bit odd uh but hey i'm happy to see people happy that they can play it you know, it's funny uh, that you bring that up because it was uh, it's something that I, I'm looking to discuss with a few of uh, our Sony players uh, in Mr. Bad Bit and uh, Big Cloud Gaming on Friday's Breakfast with Boom because uh, I, I, I want to wait. For, I want to sit back and, and wait for all of the review scores to come in. But, uh, you know, getting getting reviewed bombed by the public, not a surprise. Uh, and I think it right now is sitting at a four point six, which is pretty abysmal um but the metacritic score has been low uh and considering it's probably the lowest like you said jamie in in almost a decade uh it's it's a it's a lit it's it makes you wonder so i i again that's a conversation we're going to have on friday's breakfast with boom uh because uh, i'm going to see if we can get ken david back on i'm trying to get uh gaz from game on daily to join us as well as our regular panel and we're going to try and break that down because i think that there might be something to that uh now whether or not that's you know it, it, it it's it's true or it's a suggestion or even an opinion i i i don't want to say because i want to have all of the review scores in front of me and by friday we should uh 
Um, I've seen a lot of review in progress because it is a baseball sim. You know, you got to play a couple of you know games. You got to definitely play through a season. I'm not sure if that's what they're waiting for, but it's going to be interesting nonetheless. But I I definitely want to go into the first topic of the show and. and um, you know, State of the K3 was first shown off during Microsoft's uh, 2020 briefing, and uh, it actually shocked a lot of people, including myself who were watching. And, uh, you know, this franchise has seen great success during its first Xbox Live Arcade release and then stumbled a bit with its second. Now, for me personally, I've put over 50 plus hours into the into State of the K2 and loved and feared every minute of it. And of course, I would imagine, and Zemi, I hope I'm not uh, overstepping here. You did not play this game because of the horror aspect of it. Um, but, you know, we, we got a chance to see the CG trailer. Um, and since then, it's been almost radio silence from Undead Labs up until now. And thanks to industry insider and friend of the show, Clobriel, we now have some new information on the developer, uh, some of the positions they're looking to be filled as they continue to develop this game. And here is some of the new positions that uh, State of Decay team uh, Undead Labs is looking for. Uh, senior world artist, senior combat designer, software engineer for animation, people manager for game producer, um, and uh, a senior shader slash material technical artist, which I didn't even know was a thing. Now, they've already confirmed they're going to be using the Unreal Engine, and they're looking to collaborate with teams, uh, you know, have you collaborate with the team as they reach new levels in quality, ambition, polish, and the use of photogrammetry, uh, working physical... Um, physical-based rendering, and also to assist in creating high-polished and responsive systems. Now, all that sounds awesome, and I'm honestly stoked to continue playing in this world, though the purpose of this particular conversation is to ask the chat and the panel what we actually want from the next installment. And, uh, you know, I'll start with Zemi. Now, Zemi, listen, we, we, mm -hmm. we know that you are the bravest man, so you have this yes. high on your list to play. Mm -hmm. But Stay of Decay is a great multiplayer game. And even though they added a, 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 a somewhat story mode to it, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that the character that we saw isn't just a random. Uh, I think I'm hoping that the female character that we saw will have her own story. And I'm not suggesting that State of Decay should become Resident Evil Village, though I would say that I am hoping for, uh, and I think many people in the community have asked for this, for its own single-player campaign, uh, like, like any other you know big AAA game, and also offer a multiplayer aspect where you can incorporate said character. Now, maybe the story could be built around a character that you create create and that you know that that world is generated based on the character and 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 you know the way that you design the character maybe that can how that maybe that can somehow incorporate into what the story is going to be but i'm hoping for a single player aspect because as great as it is multiplayer i'm kind of old school i kind of like sitting and enjoying a very strong narrative something that sony does very well with their games i would love to see that come to state of decay what, what, what are your thoughts on this well, as you know, <clears throat> I am a coward. I will always be a coward. <laughs> but 
you know, I say something on this show very, very frequently, and, and that is, man, I wish that was co-op. Man, I wish that was co-op. And I will say that I have played, um, you know, both State of Decay 1, and, uh, and that was very, very frightening. Um, but then I also did play uh, State, of Decay, uh, State of Decay 2 uh, with, you know, online friends and so on and so forth. And if they released State of Decay 3 tomorrow, I'd download it and play it on launch. Um, I, you know, I, I do like State of Decay. Um, the first game definitely resonated with me a lot better than the second one. Uh, the second one, to me, just I mean, it it was it was a disaster on launch. I mean, there there it was, was a yeah, lot it had of a lot of trouble. Yeah, yeah, I, it it was it it wasn't you know as good, and, and it also in in a lot of ways kind of seemed like they they you know didn't really expand on you know the sandbox. Um, you know, gameplay that that was very, very, you know, prevalent in like the in, in the first game. And, and and that's, you know, one area that I really, really liked about the first game. Um, I also, you know, thought that, you know, the multiplayer could have been handled a lot better um, for, you know, in the gameplay as well. I, I think like they, they had multiple like uh, areas, like multiple maps. But if you wanted to change the map, like let's say that you wanted to go from the starting territory to a brand new territory. If I'm not mistaken, you would lose all of like the buildings and everything that you originally gained in the first yes. territory. Mm -hmm. and, and it's just things like that, that, that just kind of made the game very, very frustrating. And then you add in the bugs and all of that. And, and it just wasn't a very pleasant experience. So well, the tethering issue was also a big problem. Oh that, my God. Th God, yes. That you had to be close to yeah. your your online friends when you know maybe you needed to split up and you know I mean I don't know if you'd want to split up but maybe you wanted to split up to go from you know to kill two birds or three birds with one stone so to speak and you couldn't do that and, and I think that that was you know I mean I, I don't know why I'm not a developer so I have no yeah. idea but that's definitely one of the issues that that plagued that particular uh, uh, title. For sure, it was absolutely. I, I mean, I, I enjoyed the gameplay, um, like like the actual, you know, fighting zombies, shooting zombies, that type of stuff. I, you know, I for the most part, I really did enjoy. It, but there was just a lot of things that really I found very frustrating from State of Decay Two. Um, that it, you know, and and the multiplayer being you know kind of let down was was you know it, it stung all that much more because for the longest time, you know, uh, fans of you know that franchise were wanting you know, some form of online play with the very first State of Decay uh, game. And, and we never got that. And we finally did get it in State of Decay 2. And it just wasn't really, you know, it just didn't really hit the right, you know, mark for a lot of us. Um, but I think, you know, one thing that's very, very beneficial about State of Decay 3 is that this game will be being made with the full funding and backing of Microsoft. Whereas yes, the last the previous games, yeah. you know, didn't have that benefit. Um, and, and so that that's definitely one aspect that I'm very much looking forward to for State of Decay 3 is is having those extra resources and time and money uh, to make, you know, hopefully maybe the game they they always envisioned it to be, but we're never, you know, never able to execute because of those resources. Um, so I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to State of Decay 3. I hope that they're, you know, able to knock it out of the park and and. Um, hopefully they, you know, they will do that. And on a side note, have you guys ever heard of a people manager? I have not. Because I, I've, I've, I've looked at a lot of, uh, job listings for a lot of studios and I've never heard the title people manager that it, it's just shocking to me. Um, I was, yeah, 
I was just throwing that one out there too. No, I mean, listen, it's uh, it's it, I've never heard of such a thing. I didn't know people needed a manager. I don't know yep. what they, that that posi- position entails. It probably pays about forty thousand dollars a year, which is pretty nice. Um, and uh, if they wanted to offer that to me, I would gladly take it because I can manage <laughs> people very well. Um, I think I'm a gentleman. Um, I mean, and, and how like I mean, like, like that title isn't even creative. It's just people manager. Yeah, well, I mean, I listen, you know, I think that's one of those situations where you kind of just got to let your imagination run wild. <laughs> uh, just real quick, uh, GameStop has announced that there's going to be a sizable Xbox Series X restock coming tomorrow, I believe, at 12 noon. If you don't have a Series X and you've been waiting for it, uh, check your local GameStop uh, or, or, or or keep, uh, you know, I'm. The story comes to us from our good friends at uh, Video Game Chronicles. Um, so if you want to head over to VGC.com and uh, check it out, they just dropped that story. I found that to be you know very timely for the particular instance. Well, we're an Xbox show. So if you don't have an Xbox Series X, supposedly, according to VGC, they're going to be getting a huge amount tomorrow. i uh, got to catch up on some of the Super Chats. Eagles fan 76, good and generous friend of the show. He says, Sarah Bond with a switch in the background for GameStack is a clue that Game Pass is on Nintendo. Hey, listen, I didn't even know that. Thank you for the information. Uh, we, we, we can maybe elaborate that on on, on um, Thursday's Xbox Factor podcast. Uh, if, you, if you have my DM, just DM me with the link, and I'll, I'll definitely check that out. Um, we have here the Herd Thurum. Drops a very generous final subject and says, this 45-year-old with a mohawk definitely approved of, boom, of, of Boom's hair. Middle-aged mohawkers unite. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. That's awesome. Yes, my it's my midlife crisis, if you will. Um, and Gerald Mack, generous friend of the show, he drops... An outstanding final super chat and says, good morning, Mr. Boomstick and panel just got back from vacation, Las Vegas. Glad to be home. Uh, great show. Great guest. Well, dude, that, congratulations on, you know, getting out and, you know, stretching your wings a little bit. A lot of people would love to get on vacations because, you know, we've all been trapped up. But I'm glad that you're back safe and sound. And of course, thanks for the super chat. Um, but Pong Soul, let's let's get your opinion on this. Um, State of Decay 3 shocked a lot of people uh, that they actually showed it. Now, granted, it was a CG trailer, which is fine because, you know, we've seen Sony do that to great degree. Um, I don't know how much the game is going to change because, you know, Undead Labs has been really quiet. And we're not going to know... Um, I don't know if we're going to get anything maybe at E3 2021. You know, do we get to see gameplay? Is it going to look the same? Is it going to be more like a Resident Evil-esque type of deal? I don't know. But what changes would you personally want to see come to the franchise that exploded on the scene with an arcade uh, release uh, a couple of, you know, a couple of years ago and then kind of stumbled when they released the uh, second part that had a lot of these issues that we that Zemi uh, had had you know uh, brought to you know to the conversation yeah so it's going to be a big step up for state of decay 3 um like Zemi talked about that you know with the full backing of microsoft and xbox at this point i think they're going big um and i think that's why you know we haven't seen a whole lot um outside of the uh, trailer obviously um, but I think that's a good indication of what they're shooting for. Now, are they going to hit those marks um, in terms of, you know, graphics? You know, probably not. Um, but I think it it's something it shows that they're looking at creating a different 
maybe uh, an alternate experience uh, for State of Decay uh, players like you were talking about, Boom, uh, a single player campaign to go along with the you know survival uh open world uh type aspects and i think that would be a huge huge deal if they decide to do that um i personally love state of decay um i i i'm not great at survival games but i love them um it's, it's kind of a strange combination um i i don't you know i don't always do the the best with them but the aspects of having to make sure that you do have um, enough food supplies etc uh, always gets me excited now some games do it better than others but i thought state of decay did it very well and also having to you know obviously keep your group together uh, of survivors and managing their personalities yes it could get annoying there would be times where it was like come on really Come on, how are you unhappy right now? We've we've got the we we've got the best location. I've got all the food in the world here. We've got you know rain collectors going. We're, we're good. I mean, wh why are you so unhappy? You know, so some of that stuff was kind of annoying. But overall, I love that experience, and I love having to go hunt uh, for a you know a, a new compound, right? To to rebuild up and and that kind of stuff. That kind of stuff does excite me. So I hope they not only bring in a single player campaign where we can kind of have that survival horror-esque type uh gameplay by you know by ourselves but also if we want to go to uh, a more expansive uh mode and get that you know full feel you know whether it's with friends or even solo i did a lot of state of decay 2 solo yeah so um, did I. yeah i i think we should have the ability to trans you know go back and forth now beyond the graphics the graphics need to be upgraded um i think pretty much everything needs to be overhauled or upgraded as far as the combat goes the combat was at times satisfying but at other times it was not good at all uh, and especially when it first launched they did a lot of work and it's gotten much better than it was but i think you know if you want to make that complete package the the combat is is a core uh component of the of the state of decay you got to have it feeling you know top notch and i think so they need to go back to the drawing board and fix the combat um the driving i'd love to see them uh, get more vehicles involved like motorcycles and that kind of stuff i mean that that would be super cool um to just have more vehicles you know tune tune the driving aspects as well because the driving aspects were sloppy at best um you know especially when you're trying to get away from a horde um and i know a lot of times you know running through the horde you know with, with a truck was fun but at the same time it could get frustrating when you get stuck uh you know in a ditch and you couldn't get yourself out of it uh there was a lot of that frustration as well especially when you got your you know when you got your trunk full of resources and you're trying to get back and it's 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 vital that you get back with these resources and you get stuck somewhere stupid i hated that part of it um you know but i think the the base of the game is solid enough um and i think what they found uh through you know doing state of decay 2 and then having to go back uh because it came out with so many problems i think they really did create a solid experience that they can build off of but a single player campaign would be huge uh upgrade the graphics obviously bring them to current uh you know at least acceptable levels uh, again um, i'd like to see a big open persistent world a, a, a large 
larger map uh, with more areas to explore and more variety uh, to explore. Um, you know, like Zemi was talking about, when you went to a different map, you'd lose all your progression, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. I think uh, one persistent open world would be absolutely fantastic uh, with a variety of locations within that map, um, whether you're, you know, you're going to you know cabins uh, on the lake in the forest or whether you got, you know, a town, um, you know, where you're going in and you're, and you're going through a lot of different buildings. Um, I think giving players that kind of drastic difference uh, would do go a long ways. And I think with the trailer that we saw, you know, bringing in some hunting aspects, being trapped alone in the wilderness, that'd be kind of cool too. If we got some zombie deer, some zombie wolves and that kind of stuff, that's going to make things very, very interesting. Um, so I think they're on the right path. With, with the backing of Xbox, I expect them to come out swinging for the fences on this one as a AAA title. And if they can give us a, you know, a third person over the shoulder type of experience in a single player, which, you know, a lot of people have been missing, um, over at, you know, the Xbox side of things, then I think you, that's just a bonus on top of everything else. But I'm excited. I'm, I'm hyped to see what else they do with this. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that, listen, at its core, and I and I understand that you know people may challenge me on this and say, well, boom, you got to understand, State of Decay is meant as a multiplayer game, and that's fine. It, it, that's fine if that in fact is the case. But why not add a single player aspect? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I yeah, I think absolutely. that we're I think we're at a we're at a, a crossroads where. Okay, the first game surprised a lot of people on how good it was for an quote-unquote arcade game, right? The second one launched, it was ambitious, too ambitious for a company that was considered an indie game. They just didn't have the resources nor the time, and obviously now that they are a part of Microsoft, they, they're going to be allotted the you know the the money aspect and the development time and and, and everything that comes to making a triple A budgeted title. With that said, um, I would like to you know you know keep keep the game as a multiplayer game. You know, fix the things that were broken on its original uh, release and, and 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 you know through its second release. But I think that you're missing an opportunity to still get people involved because look, here's the thing. I I don't play a lot of multiplayer. It's not because I'm antisocial. It's not because I you know I don't want to play with people in the community. There's only so much time in a day, you know. Especially now that I I, I do four shows. This week is my my third week. It's going to be the the third time in a in, in a four week span that I do five live shows. And I'm not saying that I'm complaining about it because I, I enjoy the pressure of putting out these shows. I have a lot of fun. But sometimes and most of the time, I don't get a lot of time to play games. So when I'm playing games, especially something like A State of Decay, to set up with friends and to set up these missions, it takes an hour, two hours, three hours. And I don't have that time. So just for me personally, being the old school, quote unquote, selfish gamer, I like single player um uh aspects to a game and and i and i and i honestly believe in my heart of hearts that stay of the k3 would be missing the mark if it didn't release with one again i don't know they they could have had they could be a team separately doing a whole single player campaign 
based on the character that we saw? I don't know. But I'm I, for me, my one ask is to have a dedicated single player campaign. But Jamie, let's get your opinion on this, brother. What? 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 what first of all, what, what are your um, you know, your thoughts and theories of the franchise as a whole. Do you think it's an important franchise for Xbox? And more importantly, what do you want to see come to Stave the K3? You know, I think it's an important franchise for Xbox because it's a, it's an open world zombie game. It's something different, you know. And, you know, everyone's hit the head uh, nail on the head because, like, the, the thing for me is single player. The, it feels like I'm being penalized by not playing it with someone else. And constantly, I like to take my time with games, and you know, I, I like to do things at my own pace. Single player is the best way for me when it comes to that game, and I don't like the fact that I have to micro manage everything. And there's a lot of people that feel the same way. So, like, if they do like a mode that's specifically for single player people, and remove a lot of the micro managing stuff, because that's something I hate with games. I hate you know, rearranging inventories and getting supplies and stuff. It's like, that's not for me. Just let me run around and kill zombies. Um, So I think they need to focus on the single player component, but they also need to, you know, improve on what already works. So the multiplayer stuff, it looks like we're going to have zombie animals, which is cool. And the whole, you know, going to a different map while, you know, having your supplies get like removed and stuff that needs to go away we either need one big con you know consistent map or you know have things transfer properly uh but i think when it comes to like state of decay other than the single player stuff they need to prove quality of life improvements in the graphics people that love state of decay always mention the graphics it's not the best thing we, we could all admit it's not the best looking game but people like what it does and if they can make it look quote-unquote triple afied uh, I think they'll knock it out of the park, and that's all they have to do. Uh, but when it comes to the single-player stuff, uh, they really need to work on that micromanaging stuff because I hear all the time from people, like, they really wanted to get into the game, but they couldn't. Like, I've put hours into that game, and I just can't get back into it because I feel like I'm being punished because I'm not going around with two other people hunting for supplies. And granted, that is meant to be what the game is, but, you know just having gameplay options would open up the the game to a, a wider fan base you know good friend of the show axel 1324 in the chat says if you just want to run around and kill zombies stave decay is not for you just saying and you know something i i hear his point but here's the thing i was under the impression that the the microsoft that we are currently uh witnessing uh change in front of our very own eyes is one that's an inclusive not exclusive kind of uh publisher slash developer and like i said i i understand that state of decay not every game is for every gamer that's that's true i say that all the time like i said t-shirts are coming but here's the thing wouldn't it be better suited to allow for a single player campaign to expand on the story. See, now I've said this on many other games. Um, one of my biggest complaints with Gears for many years was, man, there's so much story here, but all we get is burnt out cars and broken buildings, right? And they changed that with, with five because we were able to, you know, search the environments, right? We were able to traverse different areas and find secrets and find, um, you know, additional story beats that we would have normally missed out on. And I think that Stave Decay kind of falls into the same category. Yes, 
it is a multiplayer game that requires you to survive completely get it i watched the, uh, the mrs boom and i watched the walking dead every sunday and we've been watching it for years so we completely understand that but here's the thing why not elaborate on the world of State of Decay through a single-player campaign that opens up the, you know, I mean, again, you have someone, and that's the thing, Jamie, you just said it. You had a lot of people that wanted to play the game but couldn't get into the survival aspect of it. So what you're doing is you're taking a subset of gamers and boxing them out. Now, I think that this is an opportunity to expand on a franchise that you know a lot of people want to play but just don't want to do the survival aspect so how do you fix that well you add a single player campaign that really goes into the story of the state of decay how did the world end you know what you know what, what these are these are questions that you'll never know just playing the regular game i, I don't know may, may, maybe i'm spitballing here anyone want to jump in real quick and throw a, 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 an additional well, comment in i, I mean I, i'll say that like I, I think that there was quite a bit of micromanaging in State of Decay 2 that wasn't really in State of Decay 1. And, and that, you know, can definitely be frustrating to new players. So I think maybe simplifying the uh, survival, you know, um, you know, uh, uh, compound like management system would probably be a great idea. Uh, but then also along the, the side of single player, like the very first game was nothing but single player. I mean, it was all single player, if I'm not mistaken. Um and, and, and I think, you know, you know, the way that they kind of handled State of Decay 2 kind of ostracized players who want to just play single, you know, by themselves. Uh, and, and so, I you know, rather than say, no, they need to do this or no, they didn't need to do that. I think it might just be a better idea of just asking them to do both. Right. Make right. a game that 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 works for, you know, both uh, both single player and multiplayer gamers. Right. And, and make it simple enough for, you know, uh, new people to the franchise to jump in and enjoy, uh, but then still somewhat complex enough for, you know, the hardcore State of Decay, you know, State of Decay fans to to go really deep into the game and and, and manage their their areas if they want to, but not but don't make it like a necessity if that makes any sense. Like don't force people to have to do it. I, I agree. I, I and I like I like what you're going on. Anybody want to add anything before we move on to topic number 2? Yeah, uh, Mr. Goodcat in chat had a very good point, uh, and this would be huge. They, they'd only have to add a small thing, it would help people like me. So in the older Assassin's Creed games, you would get recruits, and you would send them out for supplies and, you know, do yes. missions and stuff. Well, mm -hmm. why couldn't you have your AI characters, which you collect in the game or mate in the game, why can't you send them out for supplies? Like, wouldn't that fix a lot of the issues that people like me are having? So I wouldn't have to go around and scrounge for supplies? just have AI characters do it on like, you know, a, a timed clock kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I, 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 you know what? I like what you're putting down. Jamie makes a lot of sense. If, if you could use, um, you know, recruits that you could, uh, you know, um, you know, that you can upgrade through an RPG like system, you know, you give them better guns, you give them better equipment. They have a better chance. It'll tell you like they used to like with the Assassin's Creed games, this, you know, said person has a 87% chance of success. Yeah, and, no. and you know what I'm saying? And depending on the heart of the mission you send them on, the more riskier it becomes. Could you lose this person on your, t you know, in, in your camp? But I like that. That's a that's a fantastic idea. 
I think you would have to limit that though. Just from the simple, a lot of the thrill of the game was having to go out and, you know, make that run to go get those resources. I, I think you could have it as a limited thing where like every once in a while, maybe you earn, you know, something where, you know, you're, you're allowed to send maybe, you know, one person out to get something, but you'd have to get to that point. You'd have to earn that. Right. Um, because I, again, a lot of state of decay too. And it, it just, there was nothing like having to go into a highly infested area that you knew was going to be a problem and, you know, picking the correct, you know, person to go with you. If you were playing solo, especially having to pick that correct, uh, you know, teammate to come along with you and knowing that there was a chance that you might lose that person, right. Which would be detrimental to your compound. So I, I don't, I'd hate to remove that aspect of it because that is a part of survival games is that necessity to take risks. Yeah, but that could um, only be, I mean, you could, that, that could be a, a particular uh, instance for single player, not right. so much with multiplayer. Yeah, no, I guess, I guess if they did go the single player route and you still had a compound, um, you know, I was thinking more of the single player would be straight up like a campaign where you just kind of were on your own, not worried about campaigns, but trying to get somewhere, maybe to like a, a compound and you had to fight your way there. You had to survive your way to find, you know, this, this survivor compound. Um, so for me, that would be more your standard kind of issue where you're, you're gathering, you know, your, your, your resources while you're out there, but you're just running around alone. So I guess that's, that's more the idea I had for single player versus straight up, you know, still having to build a compound, still having to find other survivors and that kind of stuff. Um, I, I thought maybe it would be more just a, a straight up, you know, you got it. You have to somehow fight your way, search your way through all these different areas to finally get to this, you know, uh, end point uh, versus, you know, having that, uh, you know, persistent kind of open world in the single player where you are, you know, trying to build up these different camps and stuff like that. So I guess that's where I was coming from with that. I mean, listen, again, there's no real wrong answer here. Yeah, Every, no. everyone, everyone's entitled to their opinion, yeah. and I completely get with you. I, I get what you're saying. You know, there's a certain aspect of of, of its originality that you don't want to see lost uh, to what, what makes Day of Decay's Day of Decay. But I, I'm, just, I, I'm just saying that having um, a, a, a dedicated single player that expands yep. on the character development slash story development and more importantly, world building might get people who oh, yeah. don't normally care for that. Um, you know, the, the whole, you know, uh, we, we have to keep the, uh, you know, the, the camp going maybe, you know, playing through the single player, you know, it gets them excited enough to want to maybe get involved in the multiplayer. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I think that they, I, I again, I, I can definitely see the room f to make that single player to open it up um, and to give people a different experience that may not want to jump right in uh, to the multiplayer aspect of things for sure. I mean, I, I do get that. And I think it's, uh, it's an opportunity that they should definitely take for sure. Yeah, I mean, again, only time is going to tell. They, they've been very, they've been very, you know, uh, subtle on any information, and I think, I think we're going to get some sort of an update come, um, you know, E three twenty twenty one. At least I'm hoping that's one of the games we get an update for. 
uh, because I really want to know what's going on. And, I, and again, I, I, I just don't want it to be State of Decay 3 that was State of Decay 2. You know, better graphics, it's the same old, same old. I kind of want something new, and I do hope that part of the newness of the next installment in the long-running franchise is the ability to embrace um single player um uh you know possibilities but again only time is going to tell but let's let's move on to the next topic you know when obsidian was announced as one of the new first party studios being added to xbox game studios i cheered and jumped for joy uh and of course i did that because this this is the same studio that brought us knights of the old republic 2 Fallout New Vegas, Grounded, and of course, The Outer Worlds. Those two games came after they became Microsoft first-party studios. Um, and obviously, millions upon millions of fans have uh, you know, been enjoying their games for years. Well, uh, on the same Xbox briefing that we saw, Halo Infinite, Forza Motorsport, Hellblade 2, Stage Decay 3, Fable, and Rares Everwild... Xbox fans learned that the new original IP from Obsidian was called Avowed. Now, as of this show, the details once again have been sparse, to say the least, though. I want to talk about what we know so far and what we want from this new Elder Scrolls type of adventure from you know, the RPG specialist known as Obsidian. In a story that I pulled from GamerByte.com, thanks to a post on Reset Era by the user named Sponger, uh, it seems as though we're finally getting some details on Obsidian's next game. Apparently, the new RPG Avowed will be a much bigger game than even Skyrim was. The user has leaked tons of information regarding uh, Avowed, an action RPG which when revealed with this teaser trailer at the Xbox showcase had some serious Elder Scroll vibes. One of the biggest highlights from the leaks is that Avowed is said to be much larger than Skyrim. And not only that, but it will also be denser and more contrasted within the open world with rumors claiming that the story will be uh, the in the living lands region of, um, or I, I think it's called Aurea. I think the E is silence, E-O-R-A, before being introduced to more cities, villages, and factions. Um, now, um, this, this, this world is also a part of Pillars of Eternity. That's something that Obsidian is known for. Now, some of the other standout rumors are a feature that uses real-time weather systems, which would be kind of dope. Avowed would also apparently use a reported feature uh, uh, with with com uh, companions similar to the Outer Worlds, which will be an open the door, which should open the door for many side quests that involve your chosen companions in your party. This is expected to release in late 2022, which would be holiday, or early 2023, which would be the next, uh, you know, that has become like the, the fall of the, of, the, of the coming years, which would be that um, uh, uh, January, February, March, even into April, that, that first, you know, three and four months of the year. Um, and obviously, this, this again, you got to take all this with a grain of salt, folks, because this is from Reset Era. But apparently, uh, we're not going to have to wait much longer. Now, I mean, I, I have to go to the panel, and I know that I'm going to go to Zemi Games first on this because if anyone likes open-world Elder Scrolls-esque games, it's him. 
for you, mm-hmm. um, when you hear these rumors, and obviously, you know, Obsidian has been real close to the vest with this. What are you expecting? And more importantly, what do you really want from the ne- from Obsidian's next big action RPG, which of course comes from the master classmen uh, at Obsidian? Yeah, you know, I love leaks and I hate leaks at the same time, right? Because like <clears throat> everything that's in this leak sounds absolutely freaking amazing, but it all may just like not even be true, right? <laughs> and, and and so like I, I have a serious love-hate relationship with leaks. Um, but as far as this game goes, I am very, very, very looking uh, for, much looking forward to Avowed. I am a huge Elder Scrolls fan. Elder Scrolls is easily my favorite video game franchise of all times. Um, I, I love you know the the Dungeons and Dragons fantasy medieval RPG setting. And, you know, for the longest time, uh, I have believed and, and still do that Elder Scrolls, uh, you know, the Bethesda, they do it the best. They do, you know, that, you know, that type of genre the best. And to finally get another company making, uh, you know, a fantasy RPG, you know, somewhat similar to what we see over at Elder Scrolls for me is so exciting because I mean, the last time, you know, Elder Scrolls Skyrim, uh, was released on 11, 11, 11, right? So in 2011, it's been a while, right? It's been almost 10 years now since we've gotten, uh, an Elder Scrolls. I mean, not counting, you know, the, the mobile game or, you know, the re-release, but, um, yeah, it's just it's been so long. So to finally have a studio that's that's making something similar uh, is is incredibly exciting to me personally. Uh, one of the things that that I was really hoping for and, and am hoping for uh, out of this game is is just for it to be on a bigger scale. I love the uh, the Outer Worlds. I absolutely love that game. I thought that game was fantastic. The way that they did companions was great. The quests were great. Uh, it was it was it was very comical at points. Um, I really enjoyed that game, but it was really really short. I mean, it was almost like a bite sized RPG for me. Um, and, and so, what number one thing that I would want from Avowed would be just bigger scale. You know, larger map, more quests, more areas to discover. Uh, even more companions would be awesome. Um, that, that would honestly probably be my biggest, uh, my biggest say, uh, from gameplay, you know, honestly, I would just kind of, I hate to say it like this, but I would really just kind of like it to feel very much like Elder Scrolls, the way that, uh, Obsidian made Outer Worlds feel like Fallout in space. I would want Obsidian to make Avowed feel very, very similar to Elder Scrolls. That's just me personally. Everybody has different preferences. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But, uh, but no, I would really, really like to see that. Um, man, I just want this game to be out by now. Um, but, uh, no, (laughs) I'm really excited because, I mean, this is the first time we've ever seen Obsidian do, you know, something, you know, like this. I mean, they, they made Fallout New Vegas, one of, you know, a lot of people's favorite Fallout games in 18 months. Now, you know, they used a lot of the similar, you know, the same assets from Fallout 3, but this team is incredible. And they're really good at making Bethesda-like games as seen in Fallout 4 and uh, The Outer Worlds. So I, I am absolutely stoked and, and really, really flipping excited to uh, to see what they're able to do 
in a you know fantasy RPG setting, man. I, I really hope that we see more from Avowed um, this year. You know, at E3, even if it's just a CGI trailer like it was uh, last year, I I, I definitely want to see more from this game. I agree. Uh, I, you know what? Listen, uh, one it, it's pretty it's, it's pretty crazy to consider that uh, when you when you look at when you talk about Western RPGs. Uh, and of course, you know, you think of Bethesda and you think of mm-hmm. Obsidian. It's pr- it's pretty incredible to think that Microsoft has both of those uh, uh, studios or game makers as first party. I mean, isn't that isn't that something else? I mean, it's wow to, to, to think that we're going to be getting an Elder Scrolls exclusive, which I still think it's going to be an exclusive, and of course, Avowed, which is a new IP exclusive. It, it's it's mind-boggling, to be honest with you. Uh, Pong Soul, let's get let's get your opinion. But before I do, let me catch up with some of these super chats that have come in. Thanks to Zemi putting them into the into the chat. Gamer by choice, good and generous friend of the show. He drops an outstanding five dollars super chat and says, "Glad I'm not a developer. It must be hard to make decisions to make new, fresh changes to franchises or keep them more of the same." Yeah, listen, dude. I mean, we're we're just we're just talking here, and obviously, um, you know, they they know what they want to make. Yeah, you know, certainly not Boomstick saying that I want single player added to a particular franchise. They're gonna listen to, but. Um, yeah, it, it, it's definitely hard to be um, uh, a, a game maker, especially when you have to make these big decisions that, you know, w- whether people will enjoy them or not. And, you know, again, it, it, it's always a risk with with anything that you do. I mean, I mean, listen, as a content creator, I could put out a show that just completely bombs people are like, oh, I hated the topics and now I hate Boomstick. So, I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying. Um, Reggie Mobile 9, generous friend of the show. He drops. An outstanding $15 super chat and says, great show, Boom, having played Pillars. I'm super excited and always imagines what Pillars first-person RPG would be like. Take my money. Appreciate the show. Well, thank you for that, brother. And, of course, I want to welcome in the 400 people that are here. If you are new to Double Barrel Gaming, please consider hitting the like button and also that subscribe button. Um, We have just crossed 8,000 subscribers. We did that in just under three and a half years, which is pretty big for a small channel like mine. But more importantly, once we get to 10,000, we are going to, and I say we, Mrs. Boomstick and I, now she doesn't podcast, but she is also a big part of what I do on this channel because she's my biggest supporter. We are going to be giving away one Xbox Series X with a year of Game Pass. And runner-up prize uh, is going to be a ser- Xbox Series S with, of course, a year of Game Pass. That's right, over $1,200 of prizes, two winners once we hit 10k subscribers and all you have to do to be entered is subscribe to the channel the only caveat is you got to be subscribed more than 60 days once the contest gets into full effect that is the only thing and hopefully if you are subscribed you will remain subscribed because you like the freaking content that i bring each and every week but pong soul let's get your opinion on this look a lot of today's show is um, you know, I don't want to say it's made up. It, it's conversations that no other podcast is having because I do a lot of shows. And sometimes there's not news popping at every corner. Like the Sarah Bond thing we're probably going to talk about on Thursday's Xbox Factor podcast. I find it very suspicious that a Nintendo Switch 
would be on her shelf as well. Obviously, they're telling us something by not telling us something. But I think that these particular three games that we're talking about, and that's avowed, which we're talking about right now, um, you know, State of Decay uh, 3 earlier, and Halo uh, are, are topics that people want to talk about that may not have made the news in a while. So my question to you is, with Obsidian's track record of just producing incredible content, coming off of what they did with The Outer Worlds, which was a new IP, and you know, bringing that Obsidian flavor what are you expecting from Avowed? Uh, what what do you what are your thoughts are on the you know the so called quote unquote leaks? Well, I think it's exciting uh, because Avowed is one of the most anticipated titles um, coming into the future here because of not only that Obsidian is making it, but that this is based upon Pillars of Eternity world, uh, which uh, I enjoy a lot. Um, Pillars of Eternity is a great. Uh, game uh, with you know obviously it's a strategy rpg but at the same time the lore is so deep uh, that obsidian has a real chance here uh, to create uh, an equal to uh, elder scrolls and for me elder scrolls being one of my favorite franchises of all time obviously god howard uh, being the man um you know <laughs> praise that, be his name praise be his name thank you thank you zemi thank you um you know for for this avowed has the opportunity to cement obsidian is already considered one of the best rpg makers um you know western rpg makers in the world if you know some people would argue the best some people have already moved them ahead of bethesda which i completely understand outer worlds was uh, beautiful beautifully done um and i believe that what they have here with avowed is something that's on a much grander scale than than outer worlds was and what they can do is they can take everything that they learned that they did uh, so right with outer worlds and place that into avowed and take it to the next level and i think that's what we're going to get i think that's what they're shooting for and for me personally uh, again i still have you know, um, I still have Bethesda uh, slightly ahead of Obsidian, um, but what would happen is if Avowed comes out and hits the way that it, it should, then I think it cements Obsidian uh, right there, and if not above, because Obsidian does many things better than even Bethesda does. So what I want to see out of this title is I love the first-person view. I know some people want a third-person uh, camera, and if they decide to implement one, so be it. That's that's not a problem. Is you know, choice is always great. So I don't have an issue with that. But I want to see it because I love that view. Uh, I love that view in Elder Scrolls. Um, and I think it gives you a real feeling of being there um, a little bit more uh, than the third person view does. But I understand how people like to, you know, get new armor and all that kind of stuff and have the option uh, to look at it. So, hey, that's cool with me too, either way. But I think you keep it first person. Um, and I think what you do is you really hone in on the decision making, uh, actually having impact on the world. And I think that's something Obsidian is fantastic at and giving you multiple avenues when you're making those decisions and how you want to handle a situation. Um, so you take all of that and put that in there. Then they're talking about a much bigger world uh, and a much denser world. Okay, well, that that says a lot right there. These guys these guys are going for the home run here, okay? These guys are, are and it, no doubt about it, Obsidian. 
Um, you know, they've, they've always had a kind of a competition with the Elder Scrolls. So I think this is their time to shine. And I think they are going to try to absolutely crush this out of the park. So if you're talking about a bigger world in Elder Scrolls and you're talking about a more dense world you're talking about something that let's see Elder let's see Skyrim you know I, I'm nowhere near the top but for me personally I don't usually put more than you know 100 hours into a game unless it's incredible and I think I had you know nearly 400 hours in Skyrim uh, you're talking about a game that is going to absolutely take over people's lives if they do it right and they create that experience that people don't want to leave and obviously outer worlds th there is a ton of people who absolutely love that game just from the characters uh that they introduced from the decision making uh and all the possibilities that you could take it within each kind of mission um but now you're talking about you know outer worlds was much more controlled uh kind of form uh where it had smaller areas but if you take that and you expand it out to an open world where I can go anywhere and I can meet anybody and I can talk to all these people and have all these great dialogue trees and I can make all these crazy decisions and then I can see the impact of those decisions in some other area that I go into wow okay now now we're talking now we're talking about a game that i'm going to want to sink hundreds of hours into uh i have complete faith in obsidian that they're going to pull this off again go look at anybody who's interested because this is based on an already established world go look at the lore that's in pillars of eternity you're going to get a good idea of the types of monsters you're going to be seeing you're going to get an idea of the types of magic and weapons that you're going to be using it is deep and it is very complete already so they're going to be able to write some crazy crazy main main mission stuff and probably have something along the lines of an elder scrolls like a skyrim with the side mission quests but i imagine that the side mission quests are going to have even more impact uh than some of the, even the main missions so i think we've got something special on our hands here and i can't wait to see obsidian uh, take that step forward and cement themselves in the conversation as the best western rpg developer out there and i think that's exactly what we're going to see here yeah could you imagine if uh skyrim launches up against avowed like <laughs> i mean like or, or or at least within the first year of each other that that's going to be something i mean well, I that, think I, that friendly competition between those two studios is now back on i mean all the all the bad blood that may have been there back in the past is under the bridge they're both underneath xbox so now you've got two studios who are going to be friendly and who are going to have this little competition about who can make the best western rpg uh, i can see it already coming there's there's a lot of egos on both sides of that table and you know Great people, awesome people. Iron Lords just had a great conversation with a couple of them from Outer World. Yes, uh, so you have you have a, you know, it was, but you have these great people. But at the same time, you know there's going to be some internal stuff because you know they hear the fans. They know there's a, a side of the fan base that thinks Obsidian's the best. There's still a, the other side that thinks Bethesda's the best. That drives people, and I think that's what exactly we're going to see. And then hopefully, hopefully, boom, Speculation Town, Mayor of Speculation Town, here we're going to see a collaboration between Bethesda and Obsidian to create something, maybe a new Vegas 2, maybe something else. But man, a collaboration between those two studios on a new RPG, ooh, wow. that's what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah, that, yep. that would be something else for sure. Uh, Elusive Gamer, uh, Jamie Moran, let's get your opinion on this. Uh, you know, again, we know you like RPGs. We, you know, I what I don't know is is where does Obsidian fall 
into your excitement factor. And Avowed is going to be, th- th- there's a couple of reasons why I'm excited for Avowed. I mean, obviously the easy answer is it's Obsidian. So that's that's super easy. But I think what's important here and what can't get lost from the conversation is that it's a new original IP. And we saw what they did um, with uh, The Outer Worlds, right? And not only the original uh, release title, but the two DLCs that they have, which are just amazing. Um, and um, I, I, I'm very excited to see where this goes for you in regards to the leaks. And again, the leaks you have to take with a grain of salt. But if, but if they're true, it's gonna be, it's, re- it's really gonna be something of a conversation for you. Where, where does your excitement factor go with about? And do you think that maybe we get some uh, clarification or even another trailer this E3? Obsidian's one of my favorite developers. Like they've made RPGs all the way from Knights of the Old Republic two to South Park to the Outer Worlds, and, I and love they them. did a, an amazing job on South Park. Unbelievable. Yeah, and when it comes to their RPGs, they have range. They can do CR RPGs, they can do action RPGs, they can do deep, you know, law-ridden RPGs, and avowed being set in the Pillars of Eternity universe. They already have this huge universe of lore to expand upon. And when they talk about how like it's going to be denser and you know bigger than Skyrim, you know if you think about it, if you go and play Skyrim, which was the last single player first person single player fantasy RPG on that scale, um, you know forests were kind of empty. I know I love Skyrim. You know, I think denser worlds need to be a thing this gen, and I think with Avowed and Microsoft behind them, they can do it. And when it comes to the whole rumors thing. Uh, I'm a bit weird when it comes to rumors off Reset Era because I don't trust that place as far as I can thought. Uh, but when it comes to the weather stuff, I did hear last year about real-time weather that would like change with snow and rain and stuff. So I'm leaning towards that bit being real because, again, I heard about it last year. Um, but yeah, I, I love Obsidian. They can do all sorts of RPGs. Uh, they just have to make it work properly. Like If you think about it, every single first-person like Bethesda game RPG... And you go into third person. It's very floaty controls. Like I don't think they have to shoehorn third person controls into an RPG just to like you know uh, make one lot of make one you know certain slice of the crowd happy. Like make first person work. That's all they need to do. Not everything has to be third person, and we we don't get a lot of first person RPGs. Um, but I, I think it's going to be a great RPG. I think we'll see more at this E3 because again, like that little slice of the trailer we saw months ago people were impressed that spell the dude did with his hand yes it was awesome like that one spell looked better than every spell in in skyrim and i used every spell in skyrim Uh, (laughs) oh okay agreed let let me just jump in i'm sorry i'm sorry you're just insulting you know skyrim here i I gotta jump in skyrim was made for the xbox 360 okay we we have to remember that okay it launched at the you know on the tail end of like the 360 generation so so we have to take that into consideration here yeah but at the same time it's been ported to everything and that's the only game i can compare it to so there's that you just hurt my feelings i mean, I've, I've, <laughs> I mean, I've, I've, I've put over 500 hours into skyrim i kind of like it um but the the spell we sh- they, they showed i think we're going to see more of that at e3 Again, the Pillars of Eternity University opening it up. Uh, I, I think 
I think we we have a lot to look forward to because like we have Microsoft having the Bethesda you know studios now and then Obsidian we can see Obsidian can make range you know when it comes to RPGs like the Outer Worlds two we're probably going to hear from in the next year and a half I'm betting. Um, but yeah, it's, it's an exciting time. I believe the main thing I want to talk about though is the the density and the the weather because not everything has to be massive open world as long as it's filled out. I mean, I think Ghost Recon Wildlands showed that having a huge map is kind of pointless if you don't use most of it. Yep. And then in Breakpoint, almost all the maps used. Um, so I think you know, as long as they do that, don't you know, waste space. You don't have to waste space in an RPG. I'd rather have things filled out. And you know, they've been up been making RPGs long enough that they know this. Uh, but yeah, I think a hundred percent we're gonna say more at E3. Yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to E3. I, I think that Microsoft is gonna bring a lot of their big guns. We talked about it on last night's uh primetime gaming, what we're expecting. If you missed that show, and I can't believe you did, we had Jeff Grubb. That's right, Jeffrey Grub Grubb. Um, thanks to, of course, Greg Miller of Kind of Funny Games, who gave him that name. He hung out with us for nearly two hours and answered a lot of big industry questions. And uh, Pong Sol was a part of that. Uh, so it was, it was great to have Pong join us. We had a few of our regular panel members not be able to make it for, you know, for personal reasons and such. But it was a great show. If you missed it, it's live on the channel. Well, it's not live. It's on VOD right now. Uh, and uh, yeah, Jeff Grubb is uh, agreed. Uh, talked to him this morning. He's agreed to come back after E3 to kind of break down exactly what Microsoft did and didn't show. So I'm looking forward to working with him again. Um, and uh, you know what? Let's uh, let's move on to the next topic, shall we? And this one I save. You know the you, you know the old saying: you save the best for last. I kind of want to talk a little Halo. There's something we haven't talked a bit in in a while. And we do have, again, folks, a newly detailed rumor. Uh, and I want to break this down now. Okay, now I pulled this story from comicbook.com. Uh, it's one of my favorite sites to get, uh, you know, uh, not only Marvel news, because I'm a huge Marvel nerd, but I also get a lot of my video game news that I use for this channel. And uh, they have information from, again, again, take it with a grain of salt, from an unnamed source. And they have some explicit details from someone that is currently testing the game, and it makes a great topic for today's show. So I'm going to read exactly what they put out there. It says this. Here, um, uh, and this is this is coming directly from the unnamed source. Hi all, I'm working in Q and A in in a Q and A company based in the EU, and we've been and we've been having an in-house Q and A session with Infinite Multiplayer for the past month. We are currently testing it around uh, around June or and or July. Then I think after that, 343 is closing it for internal use only. I will share some of the details as the multiplayer. Uh, the, uh, I'm going to share some of the details as the multiplayer aspect are scarce as of now. The pit is coming back to infinite. It looks really good, fun to play, and there are new ways to engage with this remade map. We have been testing v 4v4 competitive mode, uh, competitive modes, Slayer, Capture the Flag, King of the Hill, and coming from a player, a Halo player back in the days, Infinite just feels right. The movement, the shooting, the one-time abilities, everything flows just right. If you're an avid uh, Halo fan, 
of Halo 2, 3, and 5 multiplayer, you're definitely going to be pleased with Infinite. Flag juggling is back. You can pull players towards you using the new grapple shot. You can pull anything on the map and throw it at an opponent, uh, or uh, you can throw it uh, to opponent players. I managed to grab the flag using a grapple shot, and you can even shoot the flag against the enemy, and you will kill him with it. Kind of like throwing a knife in Call of Duty. New medals are being introduced. One particular medal is set uh, is to use the grapple shot to get a kill, launching an object. You can pull weapons from the ground using the grapple shot. Um, the matchmaking social ranking is based on military ranks from Halo 3, and competitive uh, is based on Halo 5 with Onyx slash champion ranking, etc. This time, there will be a special rank to be the very best player in Infinite. I'm super excited to see how it's going to be going once we get our hands on it. Je uh, Jeff Steiser is back for multiplayer and sounds wonderful. And these are the weapons that they have tested so far. He says he's tested the DMR, the battle rifle, the assault rifle, the bulldog, plasma rifle, plasma pistol, redesigned sticky detonator from Halo 4, sword, and a bunch of other classic weapons that will be returning. They says He says that the battle pass system is coming back similar to Master Chief Collection, where you earn in-game currency to unlock the tiers. As far as I know, no MTX at launch. Um, now, look, he says this. 343 has years and years of multiplayer maps, new content, weapons, DLC planned for Infinite. The launch stuff is, is beginning with the great Halo journey. I think we'll be testing even more Infinite content after launch as the company is pleased with our QA testing department. I unfortunately can't give my information for security reasons as we are under strict R uh, NDAs right now. Feel free to post your questions and I will try to answer them. Now, listen, folks, again, there's a lot, a lot to um to to you know to unpack here again this is from an unnamed source it's probably the most information that we've gotten from halo infinite in a very long time since it's showing and july on the july 23rd show so let's try and break this down zemi i want to start with you halo infinite is going to potentially be a big part of e3 2021 for microsoft and when that show happens whether it be the 12th, the 13th, the 14th, and the 15th. It's going to be nearly a year. It's going to be 11, almost 11 months since we saw the last um, you know, breakdown of the July 23rd show where a lot of people walked away disappointed. I did not. I, I think, yes, the graphics needed an upgrade, but the game looked fun. And, of course, I think the story is going to be the strong aspect of this game. Hearing a lot of this, taking with a huge grain of salt, mm -hmm. does this get you even more excited for what Halo Infinite is going to bring millions of fans this fall? Uh, yeah, it does. Uh, 100%. Uh, but I actually have a question. Did he say that, like, he, like, that Microsoft is excited or, you know, happy with the work, like, that their team is doing and that, you know, he, he's probably going to be able to play test it, like, later on this year as well? Did yes, he say that, that? Yeah, he actually did say I that. I yeah. find that so hysterical that he's telling us that as he's leaking their, their information to us. 
Yeah. Like, I, like, I, I just found that comical. Um, but anyway, uh, Halo Infinite, very, very, you know, exciting news. I still want to temper my expectations. I still do. But with that being said, the pit is one of my favorite multiplayer maps in, in, in all of Halo. Easily in Halo 3, the pit is, 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 is easily my favorite uh, Halo map. Uh, and, and so just the idea that they're going to be bringing that back uh, excites me tremendously. Um, the, the, you know, like the gameplay sounds like it's going to be really, really good. The leveling system, I'm really excited about the social leveling system, like kind of following that military structure that we saw in Halo 3. Uh, that's been something that I've wanted uh, back in Halo for a very, very long time. And I, you know, I kind of like how the competitive ranking system is going to follow like more of like what we kind of see nowadays with like the different tiers, like the Onyx, Bronze, Gold, uh, that type of uh, leveling. Um, so, you know, that sounds really, really cool. What interests me, I I'm never going to be like the number one Halo player ever, but how they're going to separate that out in like a special rank for like one player. Uh, I think that that is, is really, really cool and sounds uh, like a, really awesome way to like support the community and, and, and to support, I guess the best halo player. Uh, that sounds really, really neat. The grapple hook, um, that, you know, that was a feature that, that I don't know. I've been coming like, like part of me thinks it sounds really, really cool. And then part of me thinks it sounds awful. I really think it sounds cool. Like grabbing like a flag <laughs> and throwing it and, you know, like kind of like a, like a call of duty knife, but at the same time, being able to pull enemies towards you, in like multiplayer, I could see how that could get really, really annoying. Imagine if you're playing capture the flag and you almost have that flag on the mark, but somebody grapples you and like drags you 10 feet away from it and kills you. That would be so annoying. I would be, I would be livid. I would be so upset if that happened. Uh, so like, I, I like how the grapple hook sounds uh, and, and it seems like it's a really cool feature, but I think it could also become really, really frustrating and annoying uh, given the circumstances, right? Um, yeah, I, overall, really excited. Uh, I still want to temper my expectations. I'm, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, get you know too excited because the game's not out yet, right? We're just hearing, you know, uh, potentially someone's experience with the game because it is, you know, it is a leak. Um, but I, I, I am looking forward to this E3. Hopefully we do get to see a trailer, uh, of the gameplay and then also of the story and, 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 and see all the improvements that they've made, uh, with an extra year of development. Yeah, I agree. Well, listen, you know what? I think we're going to get a big, I, I, I think Jeff Grubb actually said it on last night's show, Pong, uh, he's expecting, Halo Infinite to be a big part of E3 2021. I think it has to be. Honestly, I think it literally has to be. I want to see some single player. I want to see updated graphics. I, I mean, they've had almost 11 months to polish this game. No real changes in regards to what we're going to play. They're just polishing, and they're going to be polishing even more until it's November 15th release. Well, rumored release anyway. I think we're going to be seeing this in a big way. For you, Pong, hearing what this, you know, leaker had to say. Again, it's it's you got to take it with a grain of salt, folks. I again, when you do this many shows as I do, especially with Xbox, there's only so much news. I found this leak to be at least interesting and worthy of a conversation 
Where do you stand on it? I mean, obviously, we can't say whether it's real or completely fake, but based on what the leaker had to say, is there anything that jumps off the page for you that gets you excited for potentially coming to Halo Infinite? Yeah, so with any Halo conversation, I always start by saying I'm a casual Halo fan, and these instances being a casual halo fan and not a diehard halo fan kind of gives me an advantage because i don't nitpick everything or look uh to to find stuff that i'm not going to like about the game so i approach every halo the same with excitement um i think you know i the biggest part to me about this leaker is that it, it appears uh from all things and and of course we saw a little glimpse of it as well that they're trying to bring back the older feel uh, of halo what made halo, halo 3 my absolute favorite right right yeah. exactly what made halo the absolute uh phenomenon that it is right and they're trying to go back to that um now i you know i believe that the developers should always do whatever they feel uh that they need to do to a game and whatever their vision is and i think sometimes you know listening to everybody can be a detriment uh at the end of the day however i think if what they're trying to do is simply recapture some of the feelings uh that the old games had uh whether it be through sound whether it be through look um whatever the case may be i don't think that's a bad thing um i'm extremely excited to see what they're going to create here especially since they you know, uh, have this 10 year vision for this game, uh, as they're calling it. Um, I believe that we are in for something special. Um, I believe that they are on the right path. If they can nail each part of it, that's, that's the unique thing about halo is that there are some games where they may have multiple, you know, they may have a single player campaign and they may have a multiplayer, but people expect different things from each side, right? Yeah. Um, so, so Halo's unique, though. Halo is very unique because they need to nail both the single player and the multiplayer because so many people expect both to be great. And that's been the criticism of the last couple, right? Either one was good and the other was bad, right? Or vice versa. Either the single player was great uh, and the and people had problems with the multiplayer or the multiplayer was, it was great and people had problems with the single player. So I think what they need to do is just put it all together. Uh, I think they are focused. Um, I think with this year off, I think they've really been able to go back and like you said, boom, it's, it's a matter of polishing um, and tweaking and making sure that the, you know, everything is top notch and tight, right? And, and that that's when it comes out, people are going to have a hard time finding things like, well, what were you guys doing for this, you know, this delay? What, 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 how could you miss this? I think that stuff is going to be gone. So I think I then it's going to, then yeah. it's going to come down to just the gameplay itself that the game is going to be judged on versus all the garbage that we sometimes see. Well, this, this tree isn't perfect over here. The, you know, I saw, <laughs> I saw some pop in on that mountain, uh, you know, a hundred miles away, you know, that kind of garbage can go away and we can just simply focus on the aspects that matter, which is the gameplay, which is the campaign, the story itself, where they're going to go with it. Uh, and that's the thrilling part to me. Um, and I, I, you know, really, like I said, as a casual halo guy, I can't wait to try out the new mechanics. Uh, I can definitely see Zemi's point how, you know, the, the grapple shot could could get 
somewhat annoying, but you know what? But that would be kind of dope if you were going to score yes. the goal and someone pulled you away. That yes. would be kind of dope. I'm not yeah. going to lie. And if you're the <laughs> and if you're a guy, if you're the guy stopping that person from scoring right with the flag, that's going to feel pretty dang good. That's all I got to say, right? So if you're going to pull off a shot like that, or you know, they were talking about earlier, I think one of the earlier leaks, you're going to be able, to, you know, take down, uh, you know, take down some. Um, you know, some of the uh, vehicles with the grapple shot, you're going to be able to damage certain parts of the vehicles, all that kind of stuff. I think we're looking at the biggest, most complete halo experience that we've had in a very long time. Yes. And, and again, brings back halo. It, it already is. I, I always hate to say that, but you know what I'm saying? We've had uh, such a, a kind of uh, conflicted view of Halo over the past couple games. I think this one brings it back to where the absolute majority just agree that this is a fun and absolutely mind-blowing game. And I think it's going to be something that people want to spend a lot of time in uh, with all the different aspects that they're trying to bring together here. I'm excited. I can't wait to hop online with everybody. I can't wait to go through the campaign and see where they're trying to bring the story to, you know, whatever kind of conclusion, or if we're just going to have this ongoing, you know, kind of expansive world where things just get added all the time. We get new DLC, we get new, new stories that we can find, but I am excited. I am hyped uh, for halo and I can't wait to see what they actually, the finished product is going to be. Well, I, I think what you're going to get here is, and I think you might have said it, is the complete experience. Yes. Uh, and and I think that we haven't had that in a very long time. And I say that, you know, there's going to be people that d disagree with me. I mean, Halo 4 was a, a, was a graphical masterpiece on the Xbox 360. The story was one of the strongest ones in a very long time. And that was the first stab at the Halo franchise uh, for 343. They didn't get the multiplayer right, though. They, they, they unfortunately chased some trends with Call of Duty, and that's what you got. Um, and, of course, you know, Halo 5, it's, it, it just, it's no secret that I wasn't a fan of the, uh, of the single player. Uh, I recently uh, played it. I played through it, um, and uh, it just was gra graphically, I mean, it's gorgeous. It's amazing to look at. The 343 has the skills, but that story was just very forgettable. Uh, for at least for me personally, but the multiplayer in Warzone was fantastic. So they've had two chances. Now this is their third, uh, and I think they're going to deliver in a lot of ways. And I think that's because of Joseph Staten uh, making his return, his grandest return to the franchise. I think with his guidance, um, we're going to see uh, the return of a very classic like Halo that we've all been asking for for many, many years. I think we're going to get it. Graphically, I think it's going to be a masterpiece. I think the story, if it's what I think it's going to be, if the story involves the Banished and uh, Atriox is at the center of the story, whether it's his lieutenant up front and him on the back end, I don't know, but I know that uh, we could get a return of the flood. Things of those nature has me very excited, and these leaks only add fuel to that fire. Jamie, let's get your opinion on this before we close up the show. And this has been one hell of a show, folks. We got the four topics, and uh, you know what? I think we, we really knocked it out of the park. For you, Jamie, Halo is an important franchise. For the Halo community, um, this new release that is going to be celebrating not only 20 years of Xbox, 
but more importantly, 20 years of the Master Chief and the Halo franchise. And what better way to do that than release a 9-plus meta and 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 everyone is cheering the Master Chief's you know grandest return in both multiplayer and single player. Where out of these leaks, what what for these leaks for you jump off the page that get you excited even more than you already are? Strangely enough, it's the traditional multiplayer. And when I say traditional multiplayer, I don't mean walking like I'm walking in treacle. You know, going back to capture the flag and stuff like that. Because one of my biggest worries was I didn't want. 343 to try and chase the kind of current trend of leaning towards battle royales you know i think arena multiplayer can still be huge halo 5 multiplayer was fun as hell uh you know warzone was original different i really enjoyed it warzone firefight loved it uh, and with the campaign like the first game they just have uh i should say a campaign like four that they have to get them two aspects right but uh yeah, I mean, again, the capture the flag thing stuck with me because I think when it came to Halo Five, a lot of people were looking at that and not thinking it didn't feel very Halo-y. And I and I don't think it was because of Sprint; it's because more people were playing Team Deathmatch and Warzone and stuff. But if they make, you know, capture the flag in the way the grappling hook works, they could really make the multiplayer pretty captive, uh, captivating. And yes. they also have yeah, make you definitely want to come back to it for sure. Yeah, and like who knows? You could use maybe use the grappling hook to pull the flag from someone's hands. That would be that would be pretty uh, freaking cool. But the thing is, uh, I think that with this game being free to play, them taking the extra time and effort, you know, I, I think it's going to pay off because Halo is one of the biggest IPs in general. Microsoft has to treat this right, and you know, people were complaining about you know the pop in and stuff and Pong Soul, uh, Pong right? Like they think about it like this, like. When it comes to Halo, we meant to be talking about the gameplay and the experience with it. But all people were talking about was Craig and the pop-in. Uh, so the gameplay we saw last year looked good to me. Looked really good. That grappling hook. The, the I thought the gameplay was fantastic. Yeah, the the sliding with the, the warthog and stuff, the new you know map and stuff. It all looked good, but they just have to get the visuals right. And I think they will. You know, Halo 4, what they were doing on Xbox 360 back in the day was phenomenal. Halo 5 looked phenomenal. And then I got 1X enhanced and it looked even better. So I, I believe they, they'll they'll get out their best Halo to date. I think this will be a highly rated game. And I don't really like the whole Metacritic thing, but I think this will be a critical success for Microsoft because they didn't delay this game a year for, you know, no reason. You know, and I don't think it was just delayed just because of the whole Craig thing. Like the 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 fan backlash was, you know, I'd say some of it was warranted. But when it comes to Halo, every everyone here can admit the Halo fan base can be pretty vocal about every aspect of Halo, be it sprint or anything, how the helmet looks. Uh, so I think they're just going to try and treat this the launch perfect around, you know. How they do it all in the multiplayer again it's going to be free to play it's going to have 120 frames mods like they're gonna they're gonna get this game done right and again leading into the whole capture the flag thing and team death match is the best way to go i agree uh real quick uh, sh- let me shout out someone in the chat that just found the uh, podcast napes junglist 
uh, just found the podcast. Hey, dude, welcome to the program. Uh, hopefully you subscribe and you are enjoying the weekly uh, show. Uh, I have a lot of them uh, <laughs> this week. I actually have uh, five live streams. As a matter of fact, before we get to the outros, let me just uh, get get everyone on board with that. Tomorrow, 12, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I have been allotted another developer interview, and I'm very excited to be sitting down with Mark Backler. He is the creative director and founder of Sketchbook Sketchbook Games. Um, and of course, the one of the titles that I am currently playing uh, was the uh, they just released on April 6th. It's called Lost Words. And I got to tell you, man, it is not only a very moving story. And, 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 I, I, and here's the thing. Because I had such an incredible relationship with my abuela, uh, which is, of course, grandma in Spanish. Uh, and uh, I, I, you know, she's no longer with us. And I grew up uh, staying over there almost every other weekend. Uh, not because there was problems at home. My parents were awesome. My parents were young parents and they were freaking awesome. But I loved my grandparents. And getting a chance to spend as much time as I did with her was super uh, important for me and man man oh man did this story really hit home i mean not that i was crying or anything because it's a it, it, it ultimately is a sad story told through a child's vision but my, graphically it's just it's beautiful if you if you like ori and the will of the wisps that those kinds of whimsical like graphics I think you're going to dig Lost Words. Uh, it's certainly, it's not in Game Pass. You have to buy it. I was offered a code. He, uh, you know, Mark did give me a code. I'm going to be giving that code away live on the air because I bought the game. And I had a chance to reach out to them over a year ago when I first saw this game. And I said, we got to get an interview. Let's do this when the game releases. And, and to their word, I reached back out to them. And sure enough, they are doing the interview. But what's great is they're going to be doing it live. We're going to be going live at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time tomorrow. And we're going to be talking about the game. Uh, PR has already approved uh, the questions. And it's going to be one heck of a show. If you If you are someone that is interested in game development, if you want to know about the inner workings and the behind the scenes on what it takes to make a game, man, tune in tomorrow because some of the questions that I have are really, really telling. And this is a small team. This is a very small indie developer. And, it's, and uh, you know, even Phil Spencer got in on the conversation with this game, and that is big. But, yeah, tune in tomorrow, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, for my interview with Sketchbook Games founder Mark Backel. Uh, backler, I should say. But let's get into the outros. And if, oh, Jamie, I want to start with you. You are a special guest. I want to thank you for so so much for joining us. Uh, listen, I saw something on Twitter, and I don't know if right here you want to talk about it, but you said that you're launching your very own podcast, and that's freaking awesome, dude. Um, do you have any information? Have you shared the particulars on that? And and, and when could we go to your YouTube channel or, of course, your Twitter account to find out more info on it? Yeah, thanks for bringing this up. Uh, so, like, I've been wanting to do a podcast for, since 2015, but I haven't had the time. Uh, but now I do, and you know, along with my, I I, I try to put out one or two videos a week. They yeah, you do, and, and they're fantastic. Again, if you're not subscribed to Jamie, you're definitely doing something wrong. 
Yeah, thanks, man. I uh, all my videos take upwards of seven plus hours to make. Uh, I know Xbox <laughs> content, and uh, I, I've been wanting to do a podcast for a while, but now I can finally do it. It's probably going to be in the first half of like a week, so maybe Monday or Tuesday, and it's probably going to start in maybe a week and a half. Um, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I've never actually hosted a podcast before, but uh, it should be good. Now I want to do a more game focused podcast where it's literally talking about more more about game releases if anything uh, but also with you know gaming news and stuff well listen i'm looking forward to it i think that uh what you're going to do what you already do on your youtube channel with your videos are fantastic i think you adding a live show is going to be big for you personally i think that 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 that's fantastic i'm i'm going to be looking forward to that uh do you, do you have a an id i you know an idea when you're going to be dropping that information uh i should be dropping the information maybe later in the week maybe uh, thursday or friday and again that's you know my my twitter's jamie moran uk where it's just all game and stuff and uh, i'll probably post some community stuff in my youtube channel which is the elusive gamer nice nice well get, yeah get over to the elusive gamer on twitter and stand by for that information if you're already subscribed to jamie uh, moran's youtube channel you're going to be definitely digging that and if you're not subscribed um he definitely gets the boomstick approved endorsement uh head over there and check that out pong so let's get to you brother because you've been doing some amazing things first of all i don't even know how like, like myself i don't have time to play as many games as i like and i think that you have fallen into that because my god not only do you are uh, you know are you a guest on this show weekly not only are you on the xbox ultimate podcast with mav aka fun speculation caitlin and the rest of that crew but you also have your own podcast on saturday mornings which quite frankly is dope tell everyone about what you got going on and more importantly where could people reach out to you on social media absolutely boom thank you so much it was absolute pleasure of course after last night uh, roll right into tuesday and join <laughs> you again this is just awesome man i love it uh zemi and jamie thank you so much gentlemen uh always a great to get together with you jamie especially since I, I don't get to do uh many shows with you i think this is our second one together but absolutely fantastic uh to hear your opinions on things chat you guys were on fire today so much good discussion in there we knew these topics were going to do that and you guys hit it out of of the park uh so again all these mlb puns i'm telling you this is like a perfect day for it <laughs> but uh, anyways you guys can find me at pong soul everywhere xbox uh and obviously twitter um follow me i'll follow you back i'm on my road to a thousand followers on twitter i'm at nice. over 900 so we're almost there so not bad for a guy who just jumped in this community uh, about six months ago so well about seven months ago now uh but otherwise show wise fridays xbox ultimate fun speculation aka math Caitlin, 3-Bit, Psychonauts, Assassin Lupa, and of course, Lady AF. We have the Brady Bunch, the Magnific Magnificent Seven, however you want to call it. Great show. Come check us out. 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 o'clock Central Time. Saturday mornings, as Boom just alluded to, living split screen. Split screen is all one word. Find us on YouTube. Find us on Twitter. It's myself and Steel Rain, my brother from another. We wake you up Saturday mornings. 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Central Time, 3 p.m. for all you UK uh, friends. We just 
talk about the entire industry as a whole. It's free flowing. It's organic. It's live, raw and uncut as steel always likes to say, come check us out. The support already has been amazing. I think you're going to definitely enjoy it. If you decide to give us a listen Saturday nights, Shop Podcast, PTK Blam, Centurion, Fuzzy Belvedere, and Stagorilla. Quick show, little over an hour. We try to get through some a uh, few topics here and there, but man, PTK has been doing it for so long. It's an amazing show. Great, great chat over there as well. Come check us out there. Otherwise, never know where else I'm going to pop up. So uh, yeah. thank you all. <laughs> my, my pleasure, brother. Thanks for being here. And Zemi Zem Games, brother, why don't you talk about what you got going on at theconstantgamer.com and where can people reach out to you and uh, talk to you on social media through DM? Yeah, absolutely. So constantgamer.com uh, is a website that I own, and it's pretty much a gaming journalism uh, website like IGN, like Kotaku, like GameSpot. Uh, the only difference but is that... Honest. Yeah, pretty much. We we report uh, gaming news and, 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 and all forms of media uh, as accurately as possible, right? Um, you know, we don't include our personal bias uh, into any of uh, into any of the news stories, any of our reportings. Uh, we just pretty much give you the facts, and 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 that's pretty much it. Um, so if you're looking for a um, gaming website that you know will you know give you uh, the facts of of what happened and 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 pretty much mainly that uh, we you know not mixing opinions into into the gaming news uh, definitely you know jump over to constantgamer.com and give it a try. Uh, we are still looking for new writers, so if you are interested in writing for a gaming website or a gaming news website, uh, just go to the site uh, constantgamer.com, click on the contact this button and click on the button that says join the team fill out a short application and i'll be in touch with you well thank you so much for being here and of course i gotta give a shout out to our good friend he keeps his chat running each and every week like a professional lethal papa i mean not only does he do this show obviously he's been made famous from rdx and that's of course the real deal xbox show tonight with dealer gaming and that group of incredible community members and you know what? Like I say it all the time, he carries a very big band stick and walks silently. So if you get out of line, uh, he gets rid of you with the quickness and he has full authorization and trust with me. And you know what? Another show, over 400 people here and no knuckleheads. And you know why that is? Because they know that Pong, Pong is here doing his thing. Zemi's doing his thing. The Elusive Gamer was joining us. And we're just podcasting, but in the background. Walking silently and carrying that big stick is Lethal Papa, the sheriff of this chat, and he keeps it going each and every week. Thank you so much for everything that you do, Lethal. And, of course, folks, I want to thank the Super Chats that have come in. The uh, The reason why Mrs. Boom and I can afford to drop over $1,200 in prizes once we hit 10K. And, of course, that is not uh, including the Christmas with Boom, which will be coming at the end of the year. That's something that we do annually. And uh, this year, we're going to try and at least match that $600 worth of prizes we gave away uh, to at least get that and potentially more. And we can only do that through the generosity of this community or, of course, through becoming um, you know, a channel member. If you're not a channel member and you want to support Double Barrel Gaming, there are two tiers. It's a $5 one. And there's a ten dollar one, and uh, if you want to help, you know, support me, you know, with, with 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 you know being able to dish out these prizes, then you know become a channel member, or of course, just drop a super chat in, and you don't have to do that to answer uh, to, uh, to for me to answer a question. That's not required, but 
all super chats are tremendously um, uh, accepted. And, and of course, from the bottom of my heart, I cannot thank you enough for the generosity that continues to come in. But I'm going to close out today's show with something that's important to me. Hopefully, one day it'll be important to you. And that's something that my dear old dad taught us when we were kids. And I think now, more than ever, it's super important. He used to say, son, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules. And I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day so take care everyone we'll see you next week on the newest episode of uh, i'm gonna say primetime gaming no that was last night the, the xbox factor podcast actually we'll see you on thursday take care everyone enjoy gaming and we'll see you uh later on this week